What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, USA, Canada, worldwide, Long Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, creator, YouTuber, host with the most, misunderstood, lonely nomad, unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're rocking with the 185th episode of Off the Meat Rack Change New York podcast. Live and direct from StreamYard alongside with YouTube and the Instagram live feed next to me. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat on the details on each episode that's going to be dropping and and you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays is when the episodes are going to be dropping. So, so um, without further ado, if you are new to the YouTube channel universe and you miss any new and previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry, I got you back. And and go ahead and grab that subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks 555 where you see the New York podcast New York podcast episodes on there and be sure to tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream alongside with um the time of the recording of the live stream leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and of course be sure to stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes and previous episodes and of course be sure to take into account to listen stream and watch these episodes and catch up on all, all the episodes in case you missed any of them everything is all there so you don't have to really worry too much about that so there you have it right there now I'm going to cut to the chase with the New York Mass Transit Files. So here we go, right here, man. All right, this story has to do with some with um, subway surfers. <laughs> man, listen. And so... It was an opening day at Yankee Stadium that, that spring afternoon when the NTA ran vintage vintage train cars from the mid-1900s that roared into the South Bronx, not just with fans of the Bronx Bombers, but also a group of mid, middle and high schoolers from the neighborhood who cut class to follow the cars from Grand Central to 161st Street. Every kid here is skipping school to be right here, right now. This is like history, said one of the teens. Um, once the traffic, no, excuse me, once the trains rolled, rolled off and fans packed in to watch the Yankees beat the Red Sox, the group of kids carefully donned masks, pulled their hoodies up, and prepared to explore the city. They climbed on top of the surf. No, they climbed 
on top of of trains and surfed them while okay then walking up and down the length of the subway cars while it's in motion they plunged into abandoned train stations and left graffiti in the, in their wake They are part of a growing trend of teenagers subway surfing and posting the videos to social media, particularly TikTok. I hope these fucking idiots didn't come up with a challenge to, to, to surf on top of trains. That is dangerous right there, man. That's dangerous. That's dangerous right there, man. Um, since 2020, the MTA has logged a disturbing 440% spike in reported subway surfing incidents. In the first seven months of this year, there were 627 incidents compared to 116 in 2020. Wow. Wow. You know, that's what happens when you do dangerous acts. You end up getting hurt. You know, riding on riding on top of a subway car is reckless, extremely dangerous, and inconsiderate as it causes significant delays for other New Yorkers," said Pat Warren, MTA chief safety and security officer. Seeking a thrill that promises heartache for family and friends is foolhardy. Choose other avenues to have some fun, ones that demonstrate respect for those you care about product of product of the slamdemic for this particular group one of the first to start posting the videos to social media their curiosity um peaked in the late winter and spring of 2020 when the COVID-19 slamdemic forced the city to close parks and move schools to remote instruction they watch old YouTube videos of urban explorers standing on top of trains and decided to try it out themselves. Which is kind of crazy in a sense. It is crazy in a little literal sense. Um, I don't know why they do it, but <laughs> here's what happens when you try to do a dangerous stunt from 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 social media, including YouTube. And it goes to show, folks, do not try any of these stunts at home, all right? Or any other train stations that you actually mess around with. Do not try this at home. Do not try this at any railway or any dangerous um, dangerous areas. Do not do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that has to be the most ridiculous shit that I've ever seen. Um, so video... So video surface of their feet hanging off zipping four trains or vaping electronic cigarettes on top of barreling number sevens in the rain. They exchanged comments on TikTok and Instagram with their friends. The response was immediate, immediate. 
we were going viral we posted start to get ten thousand views maybe more then the video would get shut down said a dot a 15 year old member of the group who declined to give his real name out of fear of getting arrested other kids wanted to be like us what started as one group's um truant adventures quickly turned into a citywide trend the practice became so popular that teenagers regularly got hurt in august a 15 year old's arm was severed after he fell off an r train passing through the 74th street roosevelt avenue jackson heights station in queens which i talked about episodes ago another teenager another teenager bloodied his head in june after slamming into an overpass on a seven train in north corona queens TikTok did not directly respond to comment, but a source contracted by the company said the videos violated TikTok community guidelines. They added that TikTok does not show videos of known dangerous behaviors and search results. But a quick search on the platform by AM New York Metro found a dozen videos related to subway surfing, including one with over 17,000 views. The source couldn't mention how many videos had been uploaded over the year, only that there were less than 10 videos per day over the past two weeks on the subject. It's the result of kids not having to go to school or do anything for two years, said Jim, a city employee who mentors the group of kids at a community center in the South Bronx. The employee, the employee, did not give his full name because the city would not let him speak freely about the kids who he has known for a few years. He chalked up their devil, devilish um, behavior to, to a lack of activities outside the classroom. What the city needs to do is provide outlets for people. These kids have nothing, said Jim. New York is the finance capital of the country, finance capital of the earth. And what do you have for kids to do? A bunch of rundown old, old shit from 1973. Crime went up in the neighborhood and Jim was grateful the kids were not responding to their environment with violence or by joining gangs. They shouldn't be riding on top of the trains, but it's not like they got a whole bunch else, he said. I see a lot of bad kids coming in it is saying something that they aren't out there actually hurting people doing real grimy kid stuff there are some real badass kids out there <laughs> it's a fine line he added yeah um growing up inside the bronx's 44th precinct which is which has one of the highest crime rates in the city the teens said riding on trains was an outlet from their bleak day to day i got a lot of friends that are joining gangs right now i don't want to do that because everyone everybody is dying young in new york in the bronx said a dot people drop out of school and are like oh i regret dropping out of school we aren't like that we go to school and and are trying to go to college 
one member of the group since age 17 is applying to undergraduate programs in computer science. He says he has a good shot at getting into an Ivy League school. I do this to get out, have fun, and see the city, he said. I still want to get my diploma. Since the trend took hold of New York, the teenagers from the Bronx largely stopped surfing trains, though they still spend the most of their time exploring the city. We never thought it'd get like this, said ADOT. We honestly haven't surfed in weeks. It's not that fun anymore now that everyone is doing it. In a recent social media post, ADOT told other teenagers to stop sub to stop subway surfing or risk getting seriously injured. Kids who urban explore, it's usually born out of trauma, said Gregory Berg, a, pro a professional photographer who got his start by photographing graffiti artists and skyscrapers in the tri-state area. I just always liked climbing around and obviously the trouble past that I had, it was an escape. It was a bliss that manifested itself into quite a life. In 2014, Berg quit his job and began selling the images he made while exploring abandoned parts of New York or the tops of skyscrapers. Um, his first professional sale was an image of the, the original City Hall station, which is now defunct. The photo shows light bouncing off the intricate um, mosaic tiles laid in 1904. I don't think they are necessarily doing it to get a following on TikTok, said Berg, referring to the teenagers from the South Bronx. People have been going down there for quite some time. It's like an honor because think of it. Five million riders every day, and everybody is on the train. You are seeing something that a lot of people don't get to see. <laughs> um, for some reason, these kids haven't resonated with whatever services the city of New York provided them, he added. Feeding a desire. Oh, boy. Many members of the group said their love for trains made them want to work for the MTA. After all, we've done in the train system said um, Chronics, age 15. We would um, remember that day. I want to be the man that drives the trains, said ADOT. I look at the conductor and I'm like, that looks like fun, waking up everybody and driving trains. Jim warns the kids of being harebrained. <laughs> Hairbrain. <laughs> it's like if you take your fascination and turn it into something cool, good for you. You did something. The MTA is a good job with good money and a pension, he said. But if you get killed on MTA trains, you don't get none of that. An MTA source encouraged the kids to join the MTA internship program, a look at the MTA job site shows multiple internships for college students but none for high school students the web the web page says high schools high schools that receive supplemental internship funding can create internship programs for students by reaching out to the mta directly make a program for kids who like trains and who want to work for the mta and every saturday you go for a ride along with the conductor or you learn about 
the different cars and tunnels, said Jim. If you paid these kids $100 a month to intern, they'd go crazy versus what it's like now. You've got to come up with creative solutions, he added. It's cool the city can support businesses for a tech bro to get off of work and throw hatchets. But what do you have for these kids? In July and after a hiatus from surfing, ADOT made a rare trip to meet up, meet with a friend and surf over the Williamsburg Bridge. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? The friend was timid, barely sticking his head over the roof of the train. He hadn't surfed before. I saw it online, kids doing it in the city and thought it was, it looked cool. He said, I wanted to try it out. So let's see. Absolutely no one should be riding on atop of or in between train cars due to the high risk of serious injury or death. This story aims not to glorify, but rather to expose the dangerous phenomenon of, of subway surfing in the hope that all who read it will understand the horrific danger to themselves or their loved ones. We also hope parents and community leaders communicate with their children the importance of avoiding subway surfing and perhaps offer great greater outreach to programs that provide safer ways to explore and enjoy the city's subway system. Yep. Yep. I think that should be a good, that's a good lesson right there, man. You know what I'm saying? If you want to explore the city, the city so the city so badly, what is in the Bronx, what is in Manhattan, Queens, wherever, do it the safe way, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be doing this shit for likes on TikTok and all that other shit. Like that to me, that to me is just it's just crazy to me, man. Like, like seriously, can we not have any more people doing this shit? Like, that's crazy. And speaking of crazy and other transit news, um, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority cons consolidated three of its smartphone apps into one for riders to buy tickets and check schedules on its two commuter railroads. The new train time app rolled out Wednesday and let's long on and lets Long Island Railroad and Metro North Railroad passengers purchase tickets and plan trips all in one place, said the head of both sub suburban transit services. This is truly a groundbreaking step forward for us. Um, MTA's Kathy Rinaldi said during a press conference at Grand Central Terminal on August 17th, the LAWR and Metro North previously had separate apps to check their schedules and riders had to download a third app etix to purchase tickets for either instead of needing two apps to ride or three of you using both railroads now you need only one rinaldi said train tom replaces etix and its 
account holders will have their info info transferred to the new app riders can also use the freshly released tool without having to create an account or put in credit card information and they can pay with apple pay right away with and with google put google pay later this year according to mta officials the app allows track and train progress down to the train car after the mta deployed thousands of gps sensors to its entire LIRR and metro north fleet there's no more mysteries you can see where your trains are in real time how crowded each cars are and buy a ticket with just one simple click said the agency's acting chief customer office on shanifa riera the new app comes ahead of the agency's debuting LAWR service at Grand Central, a mega project dubbed Grand Central Madison and formerly known as Eastside Access, connecting its two railroads by the end of the year. <clears throat> um, but commuters will still have to buy tickets for each railroad separately. The services are run by different agencies within the MTA, and they have varying tariffs, according to Rinaldi. But the transit leader says she wants to make connections between both of them smoother. That's something that we need to work towards as an organization, because I do think that there will be more, more interagency once grand central madison goes live she said part of the reason why i'm in this job is to try to reconcile those differences to provide a more seamless experience for our customers and we're working towards that one of the tickets left out of the app is the atlantic ticket which offers flat flight out fares at 10 LIRR stations in Brooklyn and some and Southeast Queens. <clears throat> Other discounts are in the app, such as the similar similar city ticket, which provides um, $5 flat fares for all New York City stations on both railroads, but only during off-peak hours. It's something that will be ultimately part of the experience. It's not part of the experience as we sit here today. That's really all there is to it, said Rinaldi set when asked about Atlanta ticket. Transit advocates have long pushed empty honchos to expand Atlanta tickets to all city commuters, rail stations under a proposal dubbed Freedom Ticket and make it easier to buy. Unlike City Ticket, the Atlantic Ticket also offers a weekly ticket for trips between those 10 stops and a seven-day unlimited metro car for $60. That opens the door for many thousands of people to take the commuter rail that otherwise would not be able to afford to, said Lisa Daglian, executive director of the NTA's in-house rider advocacy group the Permanent Citizens Advisory Council. The fact that city ticket is available is a sign that 
it can be done, Dagman added. We're optimistic that Atlanta Ticket will make its debut on the app and will continue to fight for the riders of Southeast Queens in Brooklyn and beyond to make that happen. Um, another story, another story in um transit news is um let me see. Hang on a minute here. Let me see what else can we talk about here in this uh well. Hmm. So we want so we suffer is oh yeah oh yeah hold on i forgot the overflow hold on so in other transit news we have a flood of water okay so the overnight storm soaked the New York City subways early Tuesday morning causing service suspensions on half a dozen subway, half a dozen lines in Brooklyn. The Metropolitan Transportation Authority canceled or rerouted trains on the RLFGA and C lines as several stations had flooded tracks. Substantial storms blew through the city th- during the 4 a.m. hour flooding neighborhoods and affecting all forms of transportation including roadways resulting in water rising in the subways above the level of the third rail in some locations said mta spokesperson aaron donovan the heavy water no excuse me the heavy weather dropped nearly 2.3 inches of rain near laguardia airport while others while other parts of the city were spared in comparison with a mere 0.01 inches at JFK airport and under 0.1 inches falling on Central Park, according to the National Weather Service. Highways around Kings County and Queens also pulled during the downpour with several lanes blocked to traffic on the morning of September 13th, according to the NYPD, New York City Transit, which runs the MTA subways, buses, and Staten Island Railway, sent out notifications on Twitter beginning just 5 a.m. about the disruptions. The first alert came at 5.09 a.m. about water on the tracks of the R line at 86th Street in Bay Ridge, causing the train to stop running between 95th Street and 36th Street in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. At 5.15 a.m., NYCT um, New York City Transit announced the suspension of the L train between Lower Mare Street and Broadway Junction stations after they found water on the tracks between Lower Mare Street and Jefferson Street stations in Bushwick, which is in Brooklyn. Less than 10 minutes later, Transit officials told riders via social media that water on the tracks at 7th Avenue on the on the F and G lines in Park Slope would cause F trains to be rerouted onto the D line toward 
Manhattan and a complete suspension of the Crosstown G train. Shortly after NYC began, NYC Transit began working on water at the Unica Avenue station on the A and the C lines in Bedford-Stuyvesant, causing both trains to be rerouted. <laughs> Service resumed F and G lines at 5.32 a.m. on the A and C line at 6.32 a.m. on the R line at 7.30 a.m. and the L at 7.37 a.m., according to Donovan. In quote, New York City Transit was able to expeditiously resume normal subway service on the six lines that were affected beginning at 5.32 a.m. because response teams that included key storm, fire, key storm fighting personnel using pump trains, pump trains, and other resources had been pre-positioned in anticipation of the storms and were immediately dispatched to all affected lines, the agency rests at. On the roads, um, there was flooding on several highways, including on the Belt Parkway at 92nd Street and along the Brooklyn-Queens Expressway near the Brooklyn Bridge and at Queens Boulevard, according to NYPD's Transportation Bureau. The Long Island Expressway also got waterlogged near the Grand Central Pathway, no, excuse me, Parkway at 60th Avenue and near the Van Wick Expressway, as did the Clearview Expressway near Northern Boulevard and the LIE. Okay, let's see. Um, all right, what's, what else can we talk? Let me see. Um, let me see something here. Um, okay. I think I'm going to know what I'm talking, what I'm going to talk about here. Okay. So. Slim Jimmy gets arrested. Um, one of the rappers from um, Ray, Sh the group Ray Shrummer, got arrested. So this is going to be um, the first thing we talk about in chatting on the jazz here. Yes, Slim Jimmy. Ray Shrummer member. Slim Jimmy was arrested at Los Angeles International Airport on Tuesday, August 9th, when border agents found a warrant for his arrest in Georgia, according to TMZ, who first reported the news. The rapper, whose real name is um, Aquil um, Ibn Sh um, Shaman Brown, had a warrant stemming from a prior arrest involve involving possession of marijuana with intent to sell though he has since entered a plea in Cobb County, Georgia, and received five years probation. Hmm. Five years probation, huh? Hmm. <coughs> Nearly two years ago, um, Aquil entered a plea to a marijuana offense. Offense, yeah. Hold on a minute here. Yeah, 
um, marijuana offense in Cobb County, Georgia. He was placed on probation, the star's attorney, Steve Adele, said in a press statement. In, in early June 2022, someone filed an untruthful complaint with the Cobb County Police Department, which led to an arrest warrant being issued. Acor was not arrested on that warrant. Instead, a Cobb County um, magistrate judge held a hearing on July 20th, 2022, and dismissed the warrant. Unfortunately, the Cobb County um, Probation Office was not able was not aware that the arrest warrant was dismissed and thus failed to withdraw its probation violation warrant. The, the statement con continued. When A. Kill came back from Canada into L.A. Airport, which is Los Angeles Airport, he was arrested on the probation violation warrant. We expect the, that warrant to be withdrawn in the next day or, or so, and then Aquil will be released. The arrest comes less than a year after Miami prosecutors dropped misdemeanor battery charges against Slim Jimmy over a January incident in which he allegedly pulled his girlfriend's hair and threw her phone off the balcony. yeah um let's see we have uh okay let's see let's see let's see let's see what we can talk about here man oh here it is here it is chameleon air yes chameleon air has returned with a remix of his 2005 multi-platinum hit riding featuring crazy bone which appeared in a new new ad spot for carmax 20 years after after the original drop the track hasn't lost its initial appeal the hook is unforgettable um cam's rhymes are on point and it's clear he's he's still having fun with it during a recent interview with Hip Hop DX, Chameleonaire revealed Universal Records had, was hesitant to release Riding as a single, but to the label's surprise, it was a smash and wound up being certified four times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America in May 2007. And he said, honestly, I never tried to make, to make a hit can told dx i was always a person who tr just tried to make something that i thought would resonate with people and you and you got to think about this concept everybody it doesn't matter whether you are committing a crime or not when you see police you feel like you shiver up and put your seatbelt on you make sure that you are not breaking any rule and there was never a theme song for that I used to feel that feeling all the time um, coming from where I come from. And because when you are young and coming up in the urban area, sometimes you're going to have interactions with police. Chameleonaire decided he was going to fix that and recruited one, one of his favorite artists, Crazy Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony for the track. <clears throat> 
and he stated i was just like man i'm going to make a song for this feeling he continued and then i put crazy bone on it because he was a real star to me i grew up on his music and he killed it but the record label didn't even like that song they didn't even want that song to to be a single it's because at the time singles cost too much my first single cost me like $150,000 for the beat and they wanted me to go spend $250,000 on a Timberland beat and I wouldn't do it. Then they were forced to have to put out the song that I wanted, which was writing. That didn't cost that much to make. And then it just went to the world. I remember being in Jamaica and all the kids, they were screaming the song. It was just everywhere. I was going because everybody had had that relationship with police. And I was just like, okay, we got something here. <clears throat> now, with, with the writing remix, people who may not even be familiar with the song will witness its rebirth, opening up a whole new audience for Chameleon Air. Some of the topics in the song, police brutality and racial profiling are sadly still relevant today. I thought about that and thought about all the the kids that coming up that might not even know about that song, he said. We're living in a different environment with social media, TikTok, and all these other places. So often, I'm trying to do something to keep the life of that song like legendary and just keep it in people's minds and every few years i do something while the 2005 version may have more have a more serious tone chameleon there was able to flip the remix into something lighter as he explained this was an opportunity for me to do something more celebratory when carmax and the martin agency reached out to me they used the word celebratory a lot because they were like, this is a first. Um, the campaign they're doing is really amazing because it's allowing people to have a 30-day money-back guarantee on a vehicle they might purchase. So I was just like, okay, this is a car song, and this kind of makes sense. There, <clears throat> um, There's a lot of undertones in the original song but every now and then i'll do something that's a little bit more positive like when i met when i met weird al yankovic dude the white and nerdy version of it <laughs> oh shit white and nerdy that's funny <laughs> oh man all right white and nerdy that's funny right there man Hold on. Yeah, white and, white and nerdy version of it. It brings people back to that original record. Like fellow rappers Ice-T, Snoop Dogg, Fat Joe, Big Boy, and Bow Wow, um, Chameleon Air understands the significance of landing an endorsement deal. After all, hip-hop wasn't always welcome. And he said, in quote, I remember back in the days when Snoop had the CDs and everybody was stream rolling over them and they hated hip hop 
and congressmen were trying to stop it all, he said. Just seeing the evolution and just even Snoop as an example, I see him in a commercial every 10 seconds, it seems like. And it's like, wow, watching how this culture has been appreciated and being revered in such a way is a great thing. And of course, um, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's a big congratulations right there to Chameleon. Air. Let me make let's make some noise for Chameleon Air, man. You know what I mean? Let's make some noise, man. Hold on. Here we go. Up next. Up next, we have Jadakiss. Yes, Jadakiss has resurrected the rap, the resurrected resurrected the paper towel headband he wore in the early 2000s to celebrate the anniversary of his debut album, Kiss the Game Goodbye. The Yonkers native posted a video on Instagram on Monday, August 7th, showing him making a headband from a long strip of paper towels uh, whilst while sat on a milk crate. Kiss also posted a video of him rocking the neatly folded makeshift headband. That's interesting. Many fans may remember the unconventional accessory from the music video for Knock Yourself Out, the Neptune's produced hit that appears on Kiss the Game Goodbye. Directed by Little X, the Knock Yourself Out video found Jada Kiss making a fashion statement with the rapper, no, with the paper towel headband as he wore it in multiple scenes. Fellow New York rapper Fabulous even adopted the trend in Little Mo's Superwoman video. Um, Released on August 7, 2001, Kiss the Game Goodbye celebrated its 21st anniversary on Monday. The album debuted at number five on the Billboard 200, moving over 204,000 copies in its first week. That's pretty good, man. That's really pretty good, though, right there. It kicked off an immersive solo career for the Locks MC, who went on to release another four studio albums in addition to a bevy of fan favorite mixtapes. Jadakiss also celebrated the one year anniversary of the Locks versus victory over Dipset last week. In a recent interview with Complex, he revealed he, re he renegotiated with Def Jam contract following his MVP worthy performance during the battle. My numbers went up for hostings and walkthroughs for shows and TV cameos, he said. Just in general, my numbers went up. It it also showed Def Jam they that they got to do the right thing and restructure my contract. It really showed the world my true worth, what I can do. He continued, the best part is being able to benefit financially and branding wise and get more deals and endorsements, but it's cool. I already was nice before Versus. I'm going to let people know that 
on these new projects that I dropped. Fans, fans may also get to see Jadakiss take the versus stage for the third time after he reviewed the platform. He has approached him for another context. He previously faced off against Fabulous by himself in 2020. They came at me and asked me if I would be willing to do one more Kiss Toll Complex. I don't really know, though. I got more songs that I didn't use, a lot more, but I don't know. Maybe if the money was undeniable. Yep. So, 20, wow. Wait a minute, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here, man. So, wow, man. 21 years? Has it been that long? And where did the time go, man? 21 years? Shit. Damn, man. 21 years is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to celebrate for, man. For real, for real. Damn, 21 year anniversary. Yeah, congrats, congrats, man. Let me make some noise, man. Up next is um, Benny the Butcher and DJ Premier. Benny the Butcher and DJ Premier have linked up for a new single called Times Times is Rough. Check out the track's action-packed video below. Set to land on long live DJ Shay, the Black Soprano. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Family's upcoming compilation album inspired by the late DJ Shay. The track here's the Griselda rapper and his BSF brothers. Heem and Rick Hyde dish out street tales over primo sofa cuts. Accompanied by a We'll see in Richie 4K direct visual. The, the visual sees Benny, Benny and the crew switching locations between the streets, a heavily tagged bathroom, and a, and a room full of expensive champagne. Set to arrive um, September 9th, which passed already. Um, Long list DJ Shea features appearances from Benny's Grizzilla Breffin, Westside Gun, Conway the Machine, and Amani Caesar, as well as Crazy Bone, Baldy James, <laughs> Baldy James, Stove God, <laughs> um, Cooks, Corey Guns, and more. The project will see production from DJ Premier, Alchemist, Jansport J, <laughs> Not the book bag, not the knapsack, folks. <laughs> and Rick Hyde, along with a few cuts from the late DJ Shea. It's mixed by Young Guru. Guru. DJ Shea was the known producer 
and manager for Griselda Records before unexpectedly dying from COVID-19 in August 2020. He worked with the collective for a decade and was a respected figure in Buffalo hip hop. End quote. We put so much into this knowing he is watching down on us. And I know this is going to wake everyone up. And he said, O'Shea in a statement, BSF is the biggest. I promise you we we them ones. The album is top notch from production to the rhymes. And it's entirely mixed with mixed by the legendary young guru. So I know it's going to pop out its speakers right away the right way while benny dropped of tanner talk for in march dj premiere was recently chosen by mass appeal to craft a five track tape called hip-hop 50 volume one ahead of hip-hop hip-hop's 50th anniversary in 2023 um i remember when i came outside in new york i was about 11 they had some b b boys breaking for money with a guitar case open premiere um recalled in a chat with fader they were popping and locking had the matching outfits and the big boom box with the stickers all over it and was amazed he continued one guy had a turntable it wasn't a, a it wasn't a 12 1200 yet just a belt drive the technics and i'm like yo how is he making the record do that and it's not scratching the record up i didn't know it was called scratching yet i was like man this is where i where i'm coming all right so um up next up next um so chris brown (laughs) All right, so Chris Brown has roasted Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, for the outfit he chose to wear at Beyonce's secret renaissance party over the weekend. Not long after the Instagram account Fit Fit Ain't Nothing shared a photo of the Atlanta creator rocking what looks like a sheer white leotard with his chest and belly button exposed at the New York City event on Friday, August 5th. Brown couldn't help himself from commenting. This is childish Nambi. <laughs> oh man, the, the cat the caption read, Ooh wee. Donald Glover, this ain't this ain't nothing. Nigga dressed like he finna walk a tight rope. And hike Stone Mountain at the same time. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man, this shit is so nasty, mysterious, and chaotic, all wrapped into that tinfoil windbreaker you got on my um my boy. It continued. I don't give a damn if this is America. You look like you go hang gliding. Too pretty little thing for a side mission nan brown replied in the comment section i can hear the tambourines when he, <laughs> when he walked 
<laughs> the famous faces came out in droves for Beyonce's soiree at the Times Square Edition Hotel over the weekend, dubbed Club Renaissance. The event adhered to a Studio 54 theme and was attended by a bevy of guests, like such as Leonardo DiCaprio, Kendrick Lamar, Janelle Monet, and Yara Shahidi from Gronish. Jay-Z joined Beyonce at the event, but so far there are no photos of the couple. Beyonce has plenty to celebrate these days. Renaissance debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 with over 332,000 total album units sold in its opening week. It marks the first album released by a woman in 2022 to land at the top. Last woman at number one was Adele with 30, which ruled for its first six weeks on the list from December 2021 to January 2022. Renaissance serves as Beyonce's seventh solo studio album and first since 2016's Lemonade in between solo records, um, she and Jay-Z dropped the Carter's Everything is Love in 2018, Homecoming, the live album in 2019, and led the soundtrack to Lion King, the gift, that same year. Okay. Um, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Um <laughs> Okay, um, all right, so moving on to, let's see, what else can we talk about here? Um, yeah, wait. Um, now moving on to, um, Eminem. We're on Eminem. Eminem, 50 Cent, and Dr. Dre have reunited on an unearthed song called Is This Love from Slim Shady's newly released compilation album, Curtain Call 2. As the title suggests, the track was originally recorded in 2009, the same year Eminem made his post-encore comeback with relapse and finds the close-knit trio connecting for a playful song about romantic and sexual infatuation. Girl, I'm digging the whole mo. give me a go. You are throwing innuendo, keep sending me smoke smoke signals, everything moving, (laughs) spinning in slow motion. And raps over bouncy production from Dr. Dre, Mark Batson, and Trevor Lawrence Jr. 50 Cent, meanwhile, channel, channels his inner Slim Shady with a rapid fire acronym riddle verse full of shock value, judging by at least one lyric. 50 recorded his rhymes much later than 09. I kill a bitch with a potato peeler for the Skrilla. I'm a f- I'm a I'm funna skin a sinner. Dick robbed by Bruce Jenner, he spits referencing Caitlyn Jenner's um 2015 Jenner transition. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> is this love is one of three new songs on Curtain Call 2 alongside from the D2, the LBC featuring Snoop Dogg and the CeeLo Green assisted The King and I, which also appears on the Elvis soundtrack. Curtain Call 2's primary purpose, though, is serving as a highlight reel of Eminem's decorated catalog since the release of his first greatest hits album, Curtain Call, The Hits, in 2005. Spanning um, studio albums, collaborative projects, movie soundtracks, and guest appearances, the double disc efforts, effort includes fan favorites such as Rap God, Not Afraid, and The Monster. Cameos from A-listers like Lil Wayne, Rihanna, and Beyonce are littered, littered throughout. If its predecessor is anything to go by, Curtain Call 2 is likely to make a big dent on the Billboard charts. Um, featuring early career anthems like My Name is Stan and Lose Yourself, Curtain Call topped the Billboard 200 after selling 441,000 copies in just two days. The album was certified diamond by the Recording Industry Association of America in March, signifying at least 10 million sales in the U.S. It's Eminem's third album to reach the milestone after 2000's The Marshall Matters Matters LP in 2002, The Eminem Show. Accompanying um, the release of Curtain Call 2 is an arcade theme merch bundle featuring t-shirts, CD box sets, cassette tapes, and auto autograph orange vinyl the collab the collection is available on eminem's website a curtain to a curtain call to podcast hosted by m's longtime manager paul Ro rosenberg also debuted on his series xm channel shade 45 earlier this week the seven part series gives a look inside the making of the albums from the last 15 years of Eminem's career with appearances from the likes of Royce the 5'9", Skylar Gray, and the Detroit rap icon himself. <laughs> All right. Um, up next. Hang on a second. Yeah, wait a second. Let me see. Um, what else? What else can we talk about? Oh, oh, wait. Wait a minute here. There's two more I need to talk about here. Let me make sure. Okay, good. Let me see. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, let me save this for the movie segment. Let me save that. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, all right. Um Okay. Now we are going to go to Boys to Men. All right. 
<laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this is what happens, and I actually watched that episode too. So, this is what happened with Celebrity Family Feud episode. So, Celebrity Family Feud and its predecessor are not for the week, unless you don't mind becoming a meme if you flop. It's especially hilarious when Steve Harvey noticed your missteps and not so subtly, subtly lets the audience in on the joke. During a recent episode, Boys to Men's Wanya Morris and Sean Stockman unfortunately became the latest to fumble the bag. The men and the rest of their crew beat out comedian Amber Ruffin. Amber Ruffin, not to be confused with um David Ruffin. <laughs> in in the initial showdown. <laughs> But when it came time to conquer the fast money round, where two contestants have to score two hundred points and answer uh, the same five questions to win to to win twenty thousand dollars, Morris and Stock Stockman blew it big time. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Morris was the first up to bat and was doing exceedingly well until asked to name a month with only five letters ah <sighs> only five letters only five letters only five letters only five letters he answered with july despite the questionable response he scored 130 points for his team as stockman stepped up in an effort to claim the remaining 70 points morris yelled an encouraging message you are smarter than me sean <laughs> things were going well until he was asked the same final question stockman's response august as the audience began laughing <laughs> the, the crooner realized um yeah, the crooner realized that his mistake. Harvey could only shake his head in disbelief as Morris yelled, He's not smarter than me, Steve. <laughs> yeah, right. by the time the, the men got to the head to the end of the road, they were ultimately nine points short of their goal. Of course, you can watch the hilarious reaction to one of the celebrity celebrity feuds, most epic fails above. Oh man. <laughs> Yo. Oh man, that that right there is a little little crazy right here, man. Um that's crazy. Um yeah. Um let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. There is um where I was gonna so let me see. Oh yeah. Let's talk GTA six. Yes, um According to comic 
the comic book website, a high-profile new report associated with GTA 6 has detailed a number of new aspects associated with the next Grand Theft Auto game. Notably, the long-awaited title has once again been said to center around a female protagonist, which is kind of different from an antagonist, folks. Hold on. Let's look up what protagon what a what a protagonist is. Um, yeah. What is a protagonist? Okay. So a protagonist is the leading character or one of the major characters in a drama, movie, novel, or other fictional text. So a protagonist is the main character of the story. The protagonist makes makes key decisions that affect the plot, primarily influencing the story and propelling it forward, and is often the character who faces the most significant obstacles. That's your protagonist, which is kind of different from um antagonist. So um all right, so let's look up antagonist real quick. So an antagonist is a person who actively opposes or is hostile to someone or something, an adversary. Um, and an antagonist is a character in a story who is presented as the chief foe of, of the protagonist. Okay, that's it. All right. So, all right. Got it. I got it. Um... Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see if there's any other topics I missed, man. Oh, wait, wait a minute. There's another Jadakiss story. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jadakiss gifted. Styles P and Sheik Luch um championship rings. Let's take a look at that one right there. <laughs> um all right, so not mistaken. Okay, so Jada Kiss has been blessed. His locks breath in styles P and Sheik Luch with custom made championship rings. Jada gifted the locks crew the rings while the trio performed at LL Cool J's Rock the Bells Festival on Sunday, August 7th, with the Kiss the Game goodbye rapper saying he made the rings because neither MC ever gets any awards. Um, and quote, we're going down in history as the most loyalist rap group that ever lived jadakiss said to a rowdy crowd and with that being said we don't get none of them awards so fuck all of them awards i got my brothers i got my brothers my own awards because we champions so here's the championship rings right here the rings were likely meant to commemorate loxes versus victory over this set last year which brought in over five million viewers and gave each group an unprecedented boost in streaming revenue streaming revenue 
The Yonkers Trio performed at LLCoJ's annual festival in Queens alongside rap legends, including Ice Cube, Rick Ross, Fat Joe, Lil' Kim, Dipset, Scarface, and others. Aside from tearing up, no, tearing up Rock the Bells this this weekend, Benny the Butcher also took to Instagram on Saturday, August 6th, to reveal that he and Jada Kiss have a project in the works. However, the Griselda Spitter said that neither he or Kiss has had enough time to hop into the studio to actually make it. Yo, me and Case already decided to do the tape, Benny said. This this about a year ago. There's just so much shit going on that shit would be crazy right now. With so much going on right now, Jadakiss seems to have to be having a real moment. In a recent interview with Complex, the 47-year-old said his resurgent popularity has even allowed him to renegotiate his contract at Def Jam. Of course, my numbers went up for hostings and walkthroughs for shows and TV cameos, he said. In general, my numbers went up. It, it also showed Def Jam that they got to do right to do the right thing and restructure my contract. It really showed the world my true worth, what I can do. Um, and I think I did this already. I think I did this one already. Yeah, I think I did this one already. Um, yeah, I did. No, I didn't do this one. No, I didn't do this story. Sorry. Um, I didn't do this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, he continued. The best part is being able to benefit financially and branding wise and get more deals and endorsements but it's cool i already was nice before versus i'm going to let people know that on these new projects that i dropped meanwhile jadakus has resurrected the paper towel headband he wore in the early 2000s to celebrate the anniversary of his debut album kiss the game goodbye 21 years ago it's been crazy um yeah so that's just yeah so so yeah that's a big congratulations to um jada case of course so that's yeah um yeah so yeah um let me see let me see let me see let me see. Let me see. Now I can go into. Okay. We need to talk about Black Panther. Yeah, we need to talk about Black Panther 2, the sequel. In this segment right here, um, called the movie Man Cave Popcorn segment. So let's get into it right about now. Okay, Black Panther 2, uh, Wakanda Forever's um, Winston Duke says the Ryan Coogler director sequel will be exploring Wakanda on a deeper level than the first film. And Baku at the Winston Duke promises that Black Panther Wakanda Forever will explore more of Wakanda. 
like the majority of the original Black Panther cast, the actor is returning for the Ryan Coogler directed sequel, despite the tragic passing of leading man Chadwick Boseman, who played King T'Challa, Black Panther in the MCU. Bruce decided to move forward with Wakanda Forever, using the film as a way to honor the legacy of the actor and his iconic character. Diego Comic-Con 2022, offering viewers an idea about what to expect from the blockbuster. Aside from the Wakandans, Cougar's next MCU film will also see the debut of the MCU's underwater world led by um, Tech-Notch, Ten-Notch, um, Hugh orders, um, Namor, the Submariner. Um, more footage was released during the recent D23 Expo that shows the political themes of Black Panther 2 as Wakanda moves forward without its king and Black Panther. On the heels of Marvel Studios D23 Expo, panel duke spoke to marvel at the press line and discussed what fans can expect from his character in the black panther sequel the actor also teased just how much is left to explore in advanced country something that coogler will showcase in black panther wakanda forever read duke's full answer below mbaku is no longer the insular leader He's learning how to move forward, so he has a very large, wide macro lens as to what what's happening, and I think we get to see more of that and see how much that impacts him. What I'm most excited for fans to see is how much more Wakanda there is. There's just so much more than the first movie, and that's exciting. From the moment Marvel Studios announced the title for Black Panther 2, it was already clear that there will be a shift in focus in the film. Instead of being centered on the titular character, Cougar's movie will take a wider approach, exploring the many pockets of Wakanda that the original film wasn't able to do. 2018's Black Panther did a great job with its world building, introducing new places within the African kingdom and even establishing its culture and history. This time, Marvel Studios can do a deeper dive into those themes as Wakanda also grieves the death of its leader. It's, it could showcase the resilience and strength of its people, its, its people during this truly dark time, especially as they are also gearing up for a potential conflict with Neymar and its people. Overall, the, this creative route allows the MCU to respectfully deal with the passing of Bozeman while also ensuring the future of this sub-franchise that he represented so effectively. By taking a wider storytelling approach, Black Panther Wakanda Forever gives many characters their time, their time in the spotlight as they come together amidst a string of national crises. If anything, the events of the sequel could even effectively set up the inevitable Black Panther 3. And, and by the way, by the way, um, the sequel to... Um, 
the sequel Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be coming out in November on November 11th of this year. So market calendars. I know everybody probably saw the trails for it already. I know I have already and it looks and it looks very very interesting and very fucking sick. You know what I'm saying? I already saw the first one already. So I already saw the first one already. I'm just hoping that I'll be able to see the second one by the time it comes out. So <laughs> I know everybody's going to be talking about this and there's a way I'm going to possibly review this movie. I'm going to review um, the Black Panther and Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2, I'm going to review that when it comes out. As far as um, the budget and how much money it made in the box office and stuff. So there you have it right there. Um, now, I didn't get a chance to do... Um, I didn't get a chance to do any TV show checkouts as far as like the new TV shows that's coming back and stuff. So... What we're gonna do is we're gonna get into yeah we'll get into yeah let's get into um a little thing that i like to call tv checkouts tv show checkouts man and this one is going to be a little different because it's involving not only new tv shows but also the current tv shows that got renewed so here we go right here tv show checkouts all right all right so the first thing we need to get into is yeah, the first thing that we need to get into is this. Stargirl, um, which which already came out on August the 30 the 30th or the 31st, something like that. Anyway, yeah, August 31st. Um, the CW has released the official synopsis for the season three premiere of DC Stargirl. The episode Friend of Means Chapter 1, The Murder, will air on Wednesday, August 31st. A trailer for the upcoming season was released last month, giving fans their best look to date at the upcoming challenges and changes in Blue Valley. Nebraska will face since defeating Eclipso. For Courtney Whitmore, Stargirl, um, Breck Basinger, that means dealing with the return of Sylvester Pemberton, Starman, Joe, um, Joe McHale, um, as well as having to coexist with this with some of the villains from the Injustice Society, though they aren't exactly operating as villains as they once were. You can check out the synopsis for yourself below. Okay, so Starman is back. Hang on a minute here. So Starman is back. Um, Starman, um, played by Joel McHale, back from the dead, and her former supervillain enemies vowing to reform. Courtney um, Breck Basinger is hopeful that there will finally be peace in Blue Valley. But when the gambler, the gambler, <laughs> played by Eric Goins, 
um, arrives to town looking to make his own amends. The team find themselves at odds over whether he can be trusted. Luke Wilson, Amy Smart, Yvette Monreal, Angelica Washington, Cameron Gelman, Trey Romano, Meg DeLacy, Neil Hopkins, Joy Osminski, and Alcoya Bronson also star. Andy Armaganian <laughs> directed the episode written by Jeff Johns. At the end of season two of DC Stargirl, it was revealed that season three would be subtitled Frenemies, and it's fitting. Now, not only are the Crocs Larry Crusher, Crocs Sportsmaster Neil Hopkins, and Paula Brooks Tigress Joy Amansky, Joy Amansky now neighbors with the Whitmore Dugans. Stephen Sharp, the gambler, um, Eric Goins, is back in town, and Cindy Berman Schiff, Meg Delessi, is trying to be part of the, social, the Justice Society as well. Something that isn't sitting well with Yolanda Montez Wildcat, Yvette Monreal. And if that wasn't enough, according to Basinger, the season will see everyone having to work together to deal with murder with a murder mystery. You know what? I'm gonna just say it. she told TV TV line earlier this year, murder mystery and how evil and good are going to live in a town together and figure out who the murderer is. Stargirl will also be accompany, accompanying a new time slot in a sense when it re returns for season three. The first two seasons of the series were both summer releases, but season three will debut on, on Wednesday nights as part of the CW's fall lineup. A bet earlier than the rest of the network shows will, with a premiere date of August 31st. More than that, it will be the only DC superhero airing this fall. Both The Flash and Superman and Lois won't debut until mid-season, and Batwoman and DC's Legends of Tomorrow were canceled earlier this year. Of course, Stargirl Returns um, already, ret already premiered on August 31st um, at 8 p.m., Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central on the CW. And if you missed the episode, you can also download the the uh, CW app to watch it the next day. So, so there you have it right there, though. Now, I didn't get a chance to get a whole... I didn't get a chance to get through the list of TV shows that are returning with uh, renewed seasons and along with new, uh, new, um, new stuff. So... So starting with um, Fox's TV series that premiered on 9-11, which is going to be starting on Tuesday after, I think, what is it, The Resident? Wait, The Resident? Yeah, The Resident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Monarch premiered on 9-11, and it's going to be appearing on September the, tw September the 20th after The Resident at 9 p.m., um and two talk shows are going to a fast start which is which is the sherry talk show we 
which is 10 a.m. on Fox 5. The Jennifer Hudson Show, 11 a.m. on Fox 5 weekdays as well. And obviously, the game show, um, You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno, already already got a new time, 6.30 p.m. And it's also at 1.30 p.m. That's after um that's at the Pictionary that already um that already um premiered already at one o'clock p.m. on the weekdays, and of course TMZ moved to a new time at seven thirty on Fox Five. Of course, um, of course I think um a little correction here actually um Family Feud is gonna be. The new season of Family Feud is going to be back September 26th, not the 14th. And of course, and of course, um, the renewed TV seasons that's going to be um, returning are NCIS Hawaii, Monday, September 19th at 10 p.m. on CBS, along with the crossover. It's a crossover actually with um NCIS Los Angeles. I can't wait to see that. Um, along with um 911, which is returning on Monday, September 19th at 8 p.m. on Fox 5, following the cleaning lady, 9 p.m. the same day after 911. The resident returns with his fourth season Tuesday, September 20th at 8 p.m. Of course, Monarch, um, Tuesday, um, 9 p.m. on Fox 5. The Mass Singer, Wednesday, September 21st, 8 p.m. Fox 5, Chicago Med. Wednesday, September 21st, 8 p.m. NBC. Chicago Fire returns the same day as, as Chicago Med. September 21st, 9 p.m., same time slot, Chicago PD, also the same day, September 21st, um, 10 p.m. on NBC. Abbott Elementary also returns the same day, 9 p.m. on ABC, September 21st. Lego Masters, Wednesday September 21st, 9 p.m. on Fox 5. Of course, Big Sky also returns as well on September 21st, 10 p.m. on ABC. Kung Fu also returns on the same time slot, 9 p.m. on the CW. Celebrity Jeopardy, like I said before, September 25th, 8 p.m. on ABC. Celebrity Wheel Fortune, September 25th, 9 p.m. The Rookie Season 5, one of my favorite TV shows, is returning on Sunday, September 25th, 10 p.m. The Simpsons, Sunday, September 25th, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. on Fox 5. The Great North, Sunday, September 25th, 8.30 p.m. Fox 5. Bob's Burgers, Sunday, September 25th, 9 p.m. on Fox 5 as well. And, of course, Family Guy, Sunday, September 25th, 9.30 p.m. on Fox 5. Now, the new TV show, which is a spinoff to The Rookie, is The Rookie Feds. 
and um, what is it? Um, yeah, Rookie Fez, September 25th, 9 p.m. Um, the Equalizer um, is going to be returning on October the 2nd. Walker, Thursday, Thursday, October 6th, 8 p.m. CW, Walker Independence, the spinoff, Thursday, October 6th, 9 p.m. CW Station 19, October 6th, 8 p.m. on ABC. Hang on a second. Let me get that. Let me get it. Let me make sure I get this right. Let me make sure I get this right, though. Hold on. And um, wait a minute here. I know I'm missing something. And um, what is it, Walker? Yeah, I did say that. I did say that actually. Um, yeah, Station Nineteen returns October six, eight p.m. I forgot to add. Um, what is it? I forgot to add. Um, one of my favorite cop shows that's returning is SWAT. Which is going to be returning October Friday, October. Wait, Friday, October seventh. Yeah, October seventh. Eight p.m. Eight p.m. on CBS. And and also two of two of my favorite tv shows on the cw that's also returning that's also returning um which is hang on a second yeah so yeah all american is returning october the october the 10th as i saw on instagram which is October the tenth, which is Monday, October tenth, along with the spinoff, All American Homecoming, season two, season two, um, nine p.m. nine p.m. on CW. So there you have it, right there. There you have it right there. So, I want y'all to mark your calendars for all these TV shows that I just mentioned. All right? Yeah. So, don't forget. Don't forget all these TV shows, including The Simpsons and, yeah, animation, domination, cartoons, of course, obviously, the new shows and all that other stuff. So, so mark your calendar dates and... And you know, get ready. So there you have it with there you have it with the upcoming TV shows, the renewed TV shows. I'm actually glad I actually got a chance to actually get that out the way. So there you have it right there, folks. Um there you have it. So um things to do for the weekend. 
Hang on a minute here. First, let's do um eat and wait a second. No, 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 no. Hold on. Where? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, eat and drink. Let me see. Let me see. Still. So, okay. This is the third part of this is the third part in AM New York Metro series, still racing to deliver a follow-up to a five to our five-part series exploring the proliferation of quick commerce grocery services in New York City and still racing to deliver. We we catch up with the industry which has changed rapidly in the last 10 months and how it has impacted the city, local businesses, and more. Click here to read the first and second installments. The success of any delivery business, no matter how large, popular, or well-moneyed it is, it, it is its fleet of delivery workers. Ten of Tens of thousands of New Yorkers earn a living flying through the city on electric bicycles picking up and dropping off on um, food orders quick commerce delivery apps promised they would treat their delivery workers differently up until they arrived on the scene most delivery workers were contractors or gig workers they would sign with doordash or uber eats or grubhub or perhaps all three and take work as it is, that it became available. There was no official hiring process or set schedule for any one deliver deliver our Easter, and many enjoyed the flexibility and freedom. Um, but the gig work was plenty of downsides with no formal contract or salary agreement pay can be unpredictable sick time non-existent and labor laws hard to enforce companies like gorillas <laughs> and joker <laughs> um chose to hire their delivery workers as full or part-time employees promising regular hours a guaranteed salary um, benefits and equipment like bikes and protective clothing. It seemed like a solution to mo to the most common delivery worker workers' woes, but not everyone was convinced. I think that is a false promise. Um, Hild Hildalen, um, Colin Hernandez, policy director at um, La Deliver Vistas, you. Unidos told AM New York last year, you are part-time or you are earning minimum wage. But the work they do that they do, they should be earning even more. Just the night, just the idea that they are employees doesn't mean that they don't deal with issues of disqualification, non-transparency tips that get stolen. Um new apps and legal gray areas in 2021 the new york city council voted to pass a package of bills that expanded and enhanced protections for delivery workers but the legislation specifically targeted gig workers not employees so it seemed 
the grocery delivery apps would be exempt from the laws when they took effect last spring. Even so, most of the apps were already ahead of the curve, offering pay at or above minimum wage, providing bikes and equipment and guaranteeing their workers receive 100% of their tips. What the venture capitalist back apps didn't account for was shutting down, and many of them did. Companies like Joker, 1520, and more, each book boasting rapid expansion and hundreds of employees closed suddenly even those companies that made it through like gorillas <laughs> gorillas and, and gtr have been forced to cut their workforces according to data collected by the new york state department of labor the new york no the the number of people employed as couriers and messengers in New York City grew from 24,800 to 35,800 from September to December 2021. That number dropped steadily through the first half of 2022, but has re remained steady at about 23,000 from April to July. Employees at quick commerce grocery apps are like not protected under local laws like the Grocery Worker Retention Act, which requires the new owners of grocery stores to retain previous employees for at least 90 days. No one, no one, Genter included, has been immune to the market forces at play from global inflation and, and economic contraction coupled with the geopolitical forces currently affecting Europe and the United States in the u.s all of us in the delivery space have been faced with having to make difficult decisions this year said langston duggar u.s head of operations at gtar duggar declined to say how many employees gtar laid off all of their employees whether they are full or part-time are W-2 salary workers workers who make at least $17 per hour and are eligible for benefits after three months on the job. Doug said, $17, huh? Hmm. Despite a tricky few years and prior cuts, gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Gorillas is making a study on recovery in the city, said Alex Gabriel, head of external and government affairs at the company's U.S. branch. It operates 18 dark stores in three boroughs and employs over 400 delivery workers and store employees, he said. Despite ongoing uncertainty due to increasing um consumer costs from inflation and supply chain constraints Re nyc retail is rapidly growing back to pre-slandemic levels he said just in the last couple of months gorillas <laughs> opened seven new stores employing more than 100 new roles to oversee and operate these locations when launching a new store, Gorillas <laughs> actively seeks to employ individuals from the community where the store is located, creating a stronger bond 
between our brand and the neighborhoods we serve. The company decided to shift its focus from rapid fire growth to long-term sustainability after its fall 2021 funding round. Gabriel said in an email to AM New York, the developments in the capital markets confirmed this strategy and proved that we needed to reinforce our company's focus toward profitability, he said. As part of as part as part of our plan, we have precisely defined our next strategic steps and how we can succeed in reaching our ambitions. Part of this strategic plan required a round of layoffs for members of our team, primarily from our HQ. GTUR delivery works keep 100% of the tips, Doug said, which a GTUR driver confirmed separately to AM New, AM New York Metro. Delivery workers working for gorillas. <laughs> also, um, don't know why they named the company Gorillas, which is actually an animal. <laughs> also keep all the tips. Um, an employee said, and Gabriel said, all the Gorillas employees, whether they work at corporate headquarters or at a dog store, are offered health care, paid vacation, and sick pay. Safety and new regulations for delivery workers, of course. Um, adequate pay isn't the only issue facing delivery workers in, of all kinds in New York City. Food delivery is um, a notorious, notoriously difficult and dangerous job requiring delivery workers to cycle at all hours and in all kinds of weather. Speeding cars, rain and snowstorms, and even assailants all pose a threat to delivery workers, and some critics said apps promising a full grocery order within 15 minutes would further endanger riders and pedestrians or other cyclists contending with speeding e-bikes. Nearly half of the city's delivery workers have been invo involved in a crash. Something I would never do, folks, so that, don't ask me. According to a joint study conducted by a the deliveristas, Unidos, and Cornell University. I unfortunately have the hard job to get the calls. 14 workers died last year, and it is a very difficult challenge to explain to family members that they are not coming back, coming home because of the high risk of what these workers confront. Colin Hernandez said, a June hearing held by the city's Department of Consumer and Worker Protection. Last fall, DoorDash, who ventured into the quick delivery service when they launched their first Dash Mart location in the New York City, New York City in December, launched Safe Safe Dash in partnership with security um, company ADT. The program included a number of in of new in app options so dashes could quickly contact ADT or the police if they found themselves in an unsafe situation. Um, DoorDash followed the lead of other quick commerce companies when they launched their grocery delivery service. Their Dash Mart employees and couriers are employees, not gig workers, and are employed by Dash Core 
a subsidiary of the company. This year, DoorDash worked with community partners to host a workshop on workers' rights and protections for non-Dash core dashers and other delivery workers. The event was canceled at the last minute, reported news out, outlet the city as members of the deliveristas um, criticized the company's practices and treatment of their workers. In February, as lawmakers prepared to introduce legislation um, regulating quick commerce deliver, grocery delivery apps in the New York City Council, gorillas dropped <laughs> their 15-minute promise and their riders are required to take part in safety courses offered by the state and by the company before they can make deliveries, Gabriel told AM New York Metro. We want to ensure that our riders remain safe in the streets and don't feel any pressure to put speed over safety, Gabriel said. That's why our employees are not um, re remun remunerated based on the speed of the deliveries and are instructed to put their safety over the goal of a within minutes delivery. Speed of work is a major health and safety risk factor to meet delivery demands. Workers have to adapt unsafe practices like speeding, using their phones while driving, running the red lights, skipping lunch breaks and bathroom breaks which can lead to workers worker fatigue, illness, and fatal accidents, said Iman Ferris, director of advocacy at the CUNY Urban Food Policy Institute at the June DCWP hearing. Those risks are especially prevalent for gig workers who do not have consistent work or pay, Ferris said. Salary employees at Jeter and Gorillas <laughs> are guaranteed regular pay and hours regardless of order order demand. Um, Gitter outfits their deliver workers with purple and yellow equipment like jackets, pants, gloves, and helmets, Duggar said, and their electric bicycle bicycles and scooters are sped restricted. There is no penalty for a delayed delivery, he told AM New York. Our business model and technology is what drives our speed, facilitating our logistics to make rapid delivery possible, he said. We do not promise exact delivery times and never push our delivery riders for faster deliveries. Jeter also has a de dedicated safety team providing comprehensive safety training before riders ever get on a bike or scooter. Each Jeter each um, warehouse also has a break room and a bathroom for employees, Doug has said. Um, among the laws passed by the council this year is a bill mandating restaurants allow, allow delivery workers to use their restrooms since people delivering for DoorDash or Grubhub don't have central locations to return to with facilities to use. All right, um, let's see. All right, um, let me see. Um, all right, 
things to do for the weekend, actually. So let's get to that right there. Um, let's we're gonna start with California first, and then and then do. Um, we're gonna start with California first, and then do the uh, and then do New York next. So um, let's see. Places to go in Los Angeles. So we're gonna get into that right there. Um, um okay, best things to do in Los Angeles for the weekend. Okay, so here it is. So museum day. In the spirit of Smithsonian museums, which offer free admissions every day, Museum Day is an annual event hosted by Smithsonian Magazine in which participating museums across the country open their doors to anyone presenting a Museum Day ticket for free. This year's LA um, area museums participating include the Grammy Museum, um, Japanese American National Museum, Museum of Latin um, American Art, Los Angeles, um, Maritime um, Museum, and the International Printing Museum, plus the, the always free California African American Museum. Um, it, it, it's going to happen on September the 17th, which is a Saturday coming up. So be sure to go check that out. Um, hold on a minute. Let me just see. Where it's located, I'll give you the location. So it's in various locations. You can check out the website smithsonianmag.com slash museum day slash museum day 2022. And the event is free and the hours varies. So to be determined. So you can actually check that out. It starts at 10 a.m. And also on Saturday is is Luminex 2.0 projected realities. Last year, this one night only event turned um, buildings along five blocks of downtown LA into a canvas for colorful projections. Now it's back for round two on Saturday, September 17th. DTLA will once again come alive after dark thanks to a dozen site specific installations. Projected uh, realities will stage augmented reality installations, immersive artworks, a digital drone activation, live performances, and sound and video feeds all for free. Let me see how much time we got here. All right. Um, here we got, yeah. So this is going to be in various locations again. And this, and you can check out their website, which is um, what is it, Luminexla? Luminex. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Luminex. Luminex. Luminexla.com. You can check out the website for for information, and the event is free. It starts at seven thirty. PM on Saturday as well. Starts at 7 30 to 11 30 p.m. And um okay, what else was this popping this Thursday? So um primavera sound. 
after pushing, after having to push off its slated 2020 debut, Primavera Sound is fingers crossed bound for LA again with a pretty immersive lineup to boost too. The fest, which originated in Barcelona, will see Arctic Arctic <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, Arctic Monkeys, Lord, and Nine Inch Nails. Oh wow, oh wow, Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> oh man, at its top, it's 2022 line, anyway. Um, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, though, man. Um, so yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, the three day three day event scheduled for September 16th through the 18th at LA State Historic State Park also includes the likes of James Blake, um Mitski, um Clayro, Darkside, um, um Arca. Um, 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 Kuragin, Kuragbin, Kuragbin, um, Stereo Lab, and Ken Gordon. After its initial lineup announcement in December, the fest added a few more names in May, including Gibeon Girl and Red and Surf Curse. So, so it is located at Los Angeles State Historic Park, 1245 North Spring Street, Los Angeles. Um, and the website is www.primavirasound.com um, slash en slash Los Angeles. That's www.primavirasound.com. And for those of you who may not who may be wondering, um, I'm using a website called Timeout. So it's timeout.com is what I'm using. And it's basically um I'm using it to actually um let people know in Calif- who's living in California some fun activities to do for the weekend. So that's what I'm here to do. And and you and you're gonna have to pay out of pocket. So the tickets is like $399 and VIP is $925. Now, I don't know the time for this, so you would have to check the website for more information. So, um, so yeah, there you have it right there. And I am going to actually get to so we have a sing along sound of music. Uh, of course, watch none. Well, yeah, watch the nuns and Nazis musical and yodel along to the subtitles at the Hollywood Bowl sing-along celebration of the Julie Andrews classic Leader Horson and Wimples are optional, but they will get you in the mood for the Technicolor film, as will the choral warm-up before the screening. Yes, look at so yeah um getty 25 festivals the beloved getty center turned 25 years young in 2022 and to celebrate 
the Hilltop Museum hosted a series of free festivals across LA. Now to cap it off, the Getty will stage a family-friendly family um, weekend of music, dance, and art at its Brentwood Museum with representation from all of this summer's earlier um, neighborhood stops, Crenshaw, Inglewood, Koreatown, Lincoln Heights, East LA, Long Beach, um, Pacoma, Pacoima, uh, Reseda, the San, the San Gabriel Valley, Watts, and Wilmington. And um, and you can, the Getty Center is 1200 Getty Center Drive, Los Angeles, California, 900449. Uh, website is www.getty.edu/visit/cal/events/ev-3585.html. And the event is free. Um, hours is 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So, um, so yeah, so it's free. And um, let me see, because I'm not trying to be at the thing all day, actually. So let's see. Um, oh boy. Let me see, let me see, let me see. So this is what's happening Saturday. So another event that's happening this Saturday is the an evening with um, um, Sachin Littlefeather. In 1973, Marlon Brando decided not to accept his Oscar for The Godfather. Instead, on his behalf, Sachin Littlefeather turned down the onstage award presentation and spoke out against the stereotypical treatment of Native Americans in film. And it was not well received among the crowd. And boycotts and harassment have followed her in the decades since her minute-long speech. The Academy has finally issued an apology over the incident and has invited Little Feather to speak at the Academy Museum. Oh boy! Ah man. Um. So, the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures is located at 8949 Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, and um, 90221. And you can go to the website for more information, www.academymuseum.org. And you can, and the contact is uh, academymuseum at oscars.org. And the price with the price is free with tickets, free tickets, you get free tickets. And and of course, it starts Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. So um Beach Life Ranch, September 16th through the 18th, 2022. The vibes are still beachy, but the lineup has gone a little bit country for this offshoot of Beach Life Festival, the Lumineers. Paul and Oates, <laughs> Brandy um, um, Carlisle, um, Dirks Bentley, <laughs> Wilco and Lucas Lucas Nelson, and Promise and of the real top the lineup of this three-day music fest at Redondo Beach. 
Um, okay, Redondo, Redondo Beach. Um, you would have to look up the you have to look up the information and and the location so you can go to the website which is www.beachliferanch.com for more information and obviously the tickets is $299 um um GA I don't know what GA is GA plus um $379 and VIP is $699 sheesh sheesh And it doesn't say what the time is on there, so um, yeah. So you could just go to the website to find out. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, not gonna go down fast, man. Looking for some fun shit to do. Um, okay, some stuff that read. Oh shit. All right. Malibu Triathlon. Watch participants swim, bike, and run their way along Zuma Beach and PCH at Saturday's daunting Olympic distance race and Sunday's slightly shorter classic distance. Funds raised from both races benefit the Children's Hospital Los Angeles' Pediatric Cancer Research Program. You'll find bleachers on the swim to bike transition near area near lifeguard tower 10. But if you can catch the bulk of the action respectfully from along PCH for the bike portion and by Zuma Beach for the run. Park at Malibu's High School um, or at Point Doom. So this is three zero two one five Morning View Drive. Okay. Um, Zuma Beach is um three zero 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 Pacific Coast Highway, Malibu. Um, for your Californians out there, um, nine zero two six five, and it's free to spectate. $240 to compete. And the website is Malibu MalibuTree.com for more information. And and of course Saturday 7 a.m. It starts at 7 a.m. and 7 a.m. on Sunday as well. So let's see. So we got odd nights at the altry. We Angel Angelinos <laughs> Angelinos go gaga for flea markets in the city, like tourists for LA landmarks, adding to the throng of artisanal havens. Philip Dan continues one of the best with this monthly night market called Odd Nights at the Archery, um, think of it as dance party meets happy hour meets 
shopping extravaganza with live local bands, beer gardens, cocktail lounges, a full bar, gourmet food trucks, a slew of vendors, face painting, and more. You might want to start reserving third Fridays in your calendar. Um, okay, so let's go to, all right, so the Archery Museum in Griffin Park is located at 4700 Western Heritage Way, Los Angeles, California, 90027, and the price is $5. And the opening hours is um, 6, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., so Friday is at 6 p.m., all right? So let's see what else, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else. Um, nope. I think that's it. That's it for, for California. Let's go to New York for things to do for the weekend. Let's get into that. Um, let's get into that right there, man. Um, all right, things to do. For September 16th to the 18th for New York. Here we go. Um, all right, here we here, here we are. So Friday, September 16th, Harlem um, Bazaar experienced the self-described bizarre flea market art exhibit on the third Friday of this of the month. Attendees will have will have abundant items and vendors to choose from, including live performances and 30 food vendors. 75% of vendors at the event are minority-owned. And, um, yeah, minority-owned, which includes POC, immigrants, LB, LGBTQ+, and women. This event takes place from 3, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m., located at 160, 163 West 21st Street. In Manhattan, New York. Um, Patrimono, Patrimonio Mestizo exhibition. Come support Camila Rodriguez, um, Triana's um, new mixed media identity focus work at Fishman Space inside the Brooklyn Academy of Music this weekend. Triana's pieces target her identity as Cumbrian, um, a woman, and feature objects, videos, photos, and more to tell the story of her heritage and a dean cos- cosmology. Cosmology. Uh, the exhibition is free and open for viewing from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Located at 321 Ashland Place in Brooklyn. New York. Saturday, September 17th, Museum Day, Smithsonian Magazine is hosting its 18th annual National Museum Day. Um, participating cultural um, destinations and museums will offer uh, free admission for the day, including um, including um, the Jewish Museum, the Barto um, Pell Mansion um, Museum, the Dykeman Farmhouse Museum, and more. So the tickets must be reserved in advance on the Smithsonian website. 
go to link here go to the link where it says here on on the website which is www.amny.com slash entertainment things to do amny weekender september 16th through the 18th so there you have it right there so indie plaza ready to experience a free a free two-day lineup of indie music hands-on workshops a band merchant merchandise market and spectacular food and drink head over to the rockefeller center this weekend for the inaugural indie plaza headliners include ali al shahid muhammad um claude horse girl <laughs> and Sessa. um other highlights include live art demonstrations um screen printing printing artist signings diy family fun and games located at 45 rockefeller plaza manhattan new york free road skating free roller skating in the park love to skate love free events skates in the skates in the park is for you the event takes place every saturday and is open to skaters of all skill levels loner skates are available on a first come first serve basis but beginners are encouraged to take the free class from 3 p.m to 4 p.m and to bring safety equipment reserve the dates ahead of time at the eventbrite.com website located in rosedale queens of 135-21 241st street located in rosedale queens new york and finally sunday september 18th san gennaro festival the annual feast of san gennaro is returning to little italy this week beginning in 1920, 1926 the feast is technically an od to faith but spotlights local italian cuisine vivid parades free concerts merchandise vendors and the famous the infamous excuse me cannoli eating competition live entertainment begins at 6 30 p.m every night will takes place from september 15th which started um yesterday through to the 25th and located along mulberry street between canal and and houston streets queer history walks the whitney museum is offering a free walking tour that explores the queer history and landmarks of new york city landmarks include clubs bars and public spaces that were integral to the local artistic history of queerness the walk ends with an art installation by david hammonds in the museum's neighborhood rsvp space is limited but walk-ins to a capacity are accepted and it's located at 99 um gantz vort street in manhattan new york so there you have it right there folks man things to things to do on a fun weekend all right um Yeah, things to do on a fun weekend. So there you have it right there. Um, <clears throat> and um, 
I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for episode one eighty five right here, folks. Um. So listen, man, you're more than welcome to make a charitable donation to my cash app, which is G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's dollar sign capital G low lowercase M O N E Y capital S lowercase T A C K Z. Once again, it's not about having a lot of money to to show support. It's all about doing the best you can on whatever amount of money you are comfortable um, donating will be appreciated. So don't worry, don't worry about um, having a lot of money to actually um, support somebody. Um, and if and and some and sometimes if you're going through hard times, that's all right if you don't have it. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there you have it right there, folks. And of course, I'm going to go to the last segment of the night. I'm not going to have time to do podcast free mechanism segments, so I'm going to do um, stream choices on the go, man. All right, let's do this. And you like what you heard in today's episode? In today's episode, which is which is um. Which is basically um, all of, all about the G, the new GTA Six game, actually, and um, you can show some love by following Off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram, alongside with um, my sports edition show, um, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, um, and Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast. Um, the review show, and you can also follow me on the gram, which is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. So, so there you have it right there. And of course, um, and of course, you can leave a voicemail with some questions, um, thoughts on the topics that was discussed, and all the other good stuff right there. And if you go to the link in bio where it says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555, you're going to see a whole list of um, audio streaming platforms and and YouTube, which is included. So make sure you follow um, the podcast on every streaming platform whatsoever. It's very important. And, of course, speaking of important, um, speaking of important, um, you can you can also start with Anchor. Audacity, Audible, Audiobirds, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcast, and you are more than welcome to actually. Um, Give a five-star rating to Podchaser, Podfriend, and alongside with Spotify. Five-star rating will be appreciated on your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And and you can also listen to Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast episodes on, on Radio Public along with iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. Be sure to follow um, my other two podcast shows. It's also on iHeartRadio, which is which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, Sports Edition show, 
And make sure you follow Meticulous Vile Juice Podcast um, review show that's also on iHeartRadio as well. Um, so last but not least, the YouTube. Make sure you grab that subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page, G Money Stacks 555, and click on the Noni Noni bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air via live stream. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and the topics, more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes. And of course, make sure you listen, stream, watch these episodes, download these episodes. Make sure you tell a friend to another friend. Spread the word. Word of mouth is important. And, of course, share the podcast along with the link that says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555 with all the audio streaming platforms, including YouTube. And with your friend, with um your wives, your husbands, your boyfriend, girlfriends, your friends, and, of course, and of course the people you're cool with from work and those that support in your career and all that other good stuff right there. And, listen... This has been episode 185. This has been episode 185 titled um, Grand Theft Auto Games. No, Grand Theft Auto comes with a part six. Now, I didn't see a release date for um, for that game, so I will actually find out um, whenever I get a chance. So... Yeah, so like I always say at the end of the show, the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. Um, don't rush the process. Trust the process. New York wasn't built in a day. And, of course, you know, find something that makes you happy mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, of course, um, the things that make you smile that, um, that, that will help your spirits. You know what I'm saying? And and another thing that I'd like to say is, you know, find your voice, be confident in how your voice sounds, be confident in your craft or what you're trying to do, whatever career field it is, whether it's radio personality, podcasting, like I'm doing with three shows underneath my belt. And of course, um, whatever career field you choose. And of course, be sure to, um, you know, find something that clicks to you, that gets you into your zone. Because when you do that, you will be able to gain success with the tunnel vision that you have as far as um, commitments and stuff. So there you have it right there, folks. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for me. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening. And rock with me on the 185th episode of this New York podcast uh, platform right here. I'll be back with the next episode. Um, peace and one love. Be careful out there. Have a nice weekend. And, of course, um, don't forget to, um, you know, look up the locations that I actually mentioned for all you California, Californians out there. Timeout.com is a good website to actually look for things to do for the weekend along with um the new yorkers in the five boroughs long island aka strong island am new york slash um am new york.com slash 
um, things to do. All right. I'm going to do this every, I'm going to do this every Wednesday. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I got y'all with the fun spots to actually go to. So I got y'all. So yeah. Peace and one love. Have a nice weekend and have yourselves a good night, folks. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.